Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. North and South, chapters 12 to 14. Now in this section, um, Mr Thornton asks his uh, mother and sister to go and call upon uh, the Hales to sort of start more of a social acquaintance. Um, And he feels really keenly aware that they are alone, um, friendless in a strange place and shows a lot of compassion for their situation. But Mrs Thornton really doesn't want to go. And again, she feels that her status um, is a lot higher than theirs. Um, She says... She saw no use in making up friendships and intimacies with all the teachers and masters in Milton. Why? He would be wanting her to call on Fanny's dancing master's wife the next thing. So she clearly views the Hales as being inferior. She also doesn't want John to go to the trouble of hiring horses for her to go and, and says, one would think you were made of money. But John persists that he wants them to go and he also says about Fanny who's always complaining about ailments that a little hardship would do her good. Mrs Thornton says she's not made of the same stuff as you are John and what's interesting is that both John and Margaret are shown throughout the novel as having this inner strength that comes through their sufferings. Now Mrs Thornton and John have a really close relationship Um, a reliance on the firm centre of each other's souls, whereas Fanny is a real lady of leisure. She keeps saying, I'm so tired, and Mrs Thornton says, with what? She hasn't really done anything. Thornton tells Fanny that despite her headache, she, she must go, and he says it authoritatively. And Fanny complains, who are these hails that he makes such a fuss about? And that triggers the jealousy of Mrs Thornton um, that develops throughout the novel that she feels jealous of his preference for the Hales, these educated people. Um, She's very judgmental when she arrives because she sees Margaret embroidering a piece of cambric and says immediately, flimsy, useless work to herself. Um, She's not interested in playing social games like making acquaintance with people. And when she sees the knickknacks in their living room, she doesn't see the point of the frills. Um, she merely observes it must take a long time to dust them. Fanny immediately remarks, I suppose you are not musical as I see no piano, which seems a bit of an insensitive and impertinent remark. And she later comments, it almost seems to me a necessary of life. Um, and she also says she doesn't like going to the concert halls um, because the directors admit so indiscriminately. And so she doesn't want to mix with common people. And Margaret marvels at this, knowing the real story behind Fanny, John um, and their mother's rise to kind of better society and their humble beginnings when they had 15 shillings a week. Um, Margaret feels a sense of frustration with Fanny's uh, lack of desire to mix with people. Fanny is conscious of the fashion in London and she's seen as quite a superficial character and there's definitely a contrast between Margaret and Fanny Um, even though they both have a disdain for Milton as a dirty smoky place Margaret's beginning to see the benefits of Milton in terms of the people's spirit Um, and Fanny's uh, sort of laziness and uh, reminds her of the people in London that Margaret really doesn't like either. Mrs Thornton gets quite offended at Margaret's words because she 
asks her whether she's visited any of the magnificent warehouses because their place is unique in the kingdom. Um, and Margaret has no interest in this at this point. And so Mrs Thornton says, don't form one of your hasty friendships with the daughter. She will do you no good. And is clear in her prejudice against Margaret. Now, in the next chapter, she visits Bessie Higgins again, and it's clear that Bessie is just extremely um, ill. And what's really poignant about this is Margaret talks about her home in Helston um, and the beautiful natural environment. And Bessie poignantly says, I've never seen the sea. There's a contrast in the setting they're in and the setting that Margaret's describing and the fact that they are both 19 years old. So there's a contrast in this novel between Fanny and Margaret and Bessie and Margaret too. Bessie says, if all I've been born to is to just work my heart and my life away, there's that poignancy of the reality of poverty and the way that her lungs have been um, poisoned by the cotton in the air because the masters don't want to spend five or six hundred pounds on a wheel that extracts the dust because it brings in no profit. She explains more about this and says, between masters and men, the wheels fall through. Um, And this shows that there is room for both masters and men to think more about how they can improve their lives. Bessie's constantly aware of the imminence of her own death. She says, remember, in a week or a fortnight, I may be dead and buried. Her life is ending as Margaret's is just beginning. And this makes the contrast between them even more poignant. Margaret becomes increasingly worried about her mother's health, but Mr Hale refuses to accept that there's anything really wrong. It says he had the state of willful blindness and wanted to bat away these unpleasant ideas. He also says she would never conceal anything seriously affecting her health from me, which reflects that both Mr Hale and Mrs Hale conceal a lot from one another. Finally, Um, Margaret finally finds out what happened to Frederick at her mother giving an account of the mutiny that he took part in at sea. Now, what I think is interesting about this is it's another story of masters and men, in this case, a corrupt captain and Frederick as a naval officer um, going against his rank to rebel against him. Mrs Hale says, I am prouder of Frederick standing up against injustice than if he had simply been a good officer. And this reinforces Margaret's central value to stand up not on behalf of ourselves, but on behalf of others more helpless, a value which influences the way she treats the Higgins family as well. So we've seen a lot of contrasts in these chapters with the female characters. And now um, Gaskell's setting up this next section where she's going to zoom in on this problem of masters and men. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests. So if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.